0: What's up everybody? This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Mississippi Pizza Pub over there in the historic neighborhood of Mississippi on Mississippi Avenue. Some of my favorite pizza in town, always serving up the freshest of slices as well as whole pies and salads, things of that nature. One of my favorite pizzas over there, they got the Spicoli. It's got the little pepperonis, pineapple, some black olives, fresh jalapenos super dope pizza. Some people say pineapple doesn't belong on pizza. I don't really subscribe to that, but uh, they also have all kinds of solid vegetarian and vegan options as far as pizza and whatnot going on over there. They always have uh, everyday lunch specials as well as uh, evening happy hours. And they're not only a great place to go get a slice or some full pizzas, but they also have entertainment on the regular live music there almost every single night of the week they have early shows which are all ages and super family friendly and then later in the evenings usually starting around 9 p.m there is a a late show and it's a great venue um dan who is the the main booker and manager over there uh does a great job of of bringing in all styles and genres of music um, they often have some some crazy world music going on, as well as as singer songwriter stuff. I know there's a there's a monthly hip hop, hungry hungry hip hop is usually going on the last Sunday of every month, I believe, as well as some uh, some other jazz and hip hop based jams going on throughout the week. So, a cool spot to check out. Uh, this is literally one of my favorite places to grab pizza in Portland. So, it is. Uh, it is with great honor that they are the first official sponsor of this podcast, and uh, I hope we can continue on with them. And super pumped to have them uh, them on board and, and supportive of this of this show. And uh, I I tend to book shows there here and there as well, so it's cool to to have the backing of a place that that I actually believe in quite a bit. As far as not only their their dope pizza but uh just the the space that they provide to the community as far as putting together shows there and whatnot and making sure that the the artists get taken care of which is uh, a very important thing so shout out to mississippi pizza pub i'm gonna put the link in the notes so you can get get all the information you want to get off of their website follow them on instagram facebook and tell them that i sent you down there tell them you heard about mississippi pizza pub from the Dan Cable Presents podcast and uh show some love. And that's it. You ready? We're gonna get into uh we're gonna get into this episode of the podcast. Let's hit it.
1: Uh.
0: What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this is your first time checking out the show, new episodes coming at you every Friday. Welcome aboard. And uh, just a quick shout out um, for Mississippi Pizza Pub once again for for jumping on and supporting the show. Uh, I've been listening to podcasts for the past seven or eight years now really fallen in love with the platform and it's just uh I, I've always heard these people doing their ad reads before the podcast, so to so to have that as a part of this episode where there's a, a legitimate ad read is, is definitely a milestone for, for the for the program. And uh it's also one of those things that kinda of refuels you because it's definitely Uh, a grind sometimes and it's it's hard to it's hard to go out and try to do something on your own because there's no one else to do the work except for yourself so um it's a it's a nice way to uh send some energy to to kind of have that uh that sponsorship validation and uh hopefully it makes it more appealing to to other folks to maybe support the show In that means, Uh, if you want to support the podcast in a free way, you can go ahead and click subscribe on the iTunes or wherever you're listening and also rate and review the show, leaving the reviews extremely important to the podcast. Um, Please take the time to do so. It's much appreciated. Like I said, free way to support and it it really helps the podcast get more national visibility and, and get seen in those iTunes charts when people go to check out uh, the, the newest music podcasts or the ones that people are listening to. So much love to all the, all the folks that have already done so. Also check out the Dan Cable Presents YouTube channel where you can find all kinds of different videos. Most recently, the, uh, the Fontaine videos came out from the White Eagle, tons more coming out from the White Eagle, that Tribe mars documentary, and the freshest, freshest of the fresh is uh, a Maxwell Cabana video that just came out via Vortex Magazine. And uh, they are part of uh, the calendar dates that that I I will get to. Um, Specifically 420, if you're listening to this on release day, this is the 420 special and uh, Jungle Television. Dusty Fox, one of the guests on uh, this week's episode, and I are throwing a 420 show over at Mississippi Pizza Pub. And uh, that's with language, research and development, and Maxwell Cabana. So... Uh, like I said, if you're listening to this on the day that it's coming out, you should come hang out with us tonight over at Mississippi pizza pub also, uh, may 10th, uh, tribe Mars is playing over at the liquor store. Um, yeah, all kinds of good shows going on in Portland all the time. So just, you know, I try to, I try to shout them out on this podcast as well as, uh, the Dan Kibble presents Instagram. So, so follow me there and. And uh hopefully I can guide you to some good shows in the city. I don't want to take up too much time um in the intro of, of this particular podcast because we've we've got a lengthy one. We've got the 420 special and I wanted to I wanted to do it with with my man Dusty Fox and, and Gaspar who uh came on the podcast about a year and a half ago. Uh Dusty had also previously been on the show. Um with two planets back on episode 14. And, uh, yeah, just always enjoy hanging out with this dude. He's got a new project dropping today. Foxtrodamus volume one is available. So, uh, please peep it. We're going to play a couple tracks off it later, later in the show. But yeah, the first, uh, half hour or so Gaspar joined us. Um, Gaspar produced all the beats on, uh, on this volume one, as well as uh, the fantastic Mr. Fox, which came out about a year and a half ago also. And uh, he's usually the the guy, you know, on DJ duties for research and development, which is uh, a duo, a hip hop rap duo that uh, that Dusty is a, is a part of with Rufus Small Town. Shout out to Rufus, member of the Portland Pinecones. We kind of go deep on some hockey, Dusty and I. We we're also watching the NHL playoffs while we were doing this. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We go deep on, in, in a lot of different areas and, and I don't know, Alex and I, Dusty Fox and I, I don't know. I feel like we could have probably gone on for another hour or two. And that just seems to be how it always is when I get together with this guy, whether it's in the locker room at the hockey game, um, or or after the game, just kind of lingering around the the rink for an hour after because we just get caught up in conversation and whatnot. But um, yeah, I told him. You know, he's an he's definitely an inspiring fellow to me, and happy to uh, call him a friend. So it's uh, I feel very for very fortunate for that. So super cool. Um, and I I enjoyed this chat quite a bit. We went on for probably another hour after after Gaspar bounced. So the second half is, is just the Fox and I, and, um, we talk about all kinds of stuff. We get deep on the record. We get deep on, on life stuff. And it was just a, a super good hang and it was a super buttered one. Um, he was texting me today, letting me know that he definitely laid down some, some incorrect facts about dates of, of uh, Jay Z records we were talking about. So don't, uh, you know, don't hold us accountable for all all of the facts, or the exact precise dates on uh, maybe some release stuff. But uh, aside from that, it was a it was a killer hang. You should check out Jungle Television, which is uh, Dusty Fox's um, visual art stuff that he does, and he makes a lot of clothing. Uh, some of my favorite T-shirts that I have are all Jungle Television stuff, and uh, you can find them at the Saturday Market here in Portland, Oregon, you can you can find them online. I'll, I'll put all the notes and everything in the uh, in the old episode uh, links there, or I'll put the links in the episode notes, rather. That's better. That's much better. Um, we talked two planets. And um, because there is some exciting two planets news dropped in the episode for all you all you folks that have been patiently waiting to know what's going on with two planets. uh, That is addressed a little bit. And uh, for that reason, I feel I felt like it would be cool if we uh, kicked it off with an an old jam from two planets back from uh, their 2014 release, which is uh, called alpha beta. And um, like I said, before we get into this episode, please leave the reviews. You know, those are super helpful. Click the five stars, say a few nice words come out to the shows, um, and stay tuned for more Dan cable presents dates coming up, working on, working on a few big shows for the summer, getting excited for pickathon. Uh, just left the sold out, um, kickoff party. Got to see, uh, my friends in tribe Mars play the kickoff party along with sir. That was very cool. Sir. Sir set was, was super dope. And he just seemed like a very, uh, very nice dude. And, uh, was, was happy to kind of meet and mingle with everybody over there at the sold out, uh, kickoff party, big ups, to sold out music fest. If you're not going to one of those shows this weekend, maybe think about, uh, getting on that. Cause there's all kinds of good ones going on. I'll be at the, uh, the earth gang show with, uh, Mike capes and Brown calculus stoked to see that show over at the wonder ballroom. But, uh, yeah, we got, we gotta get into this. We gotta get into this thing. We got episode 107, the first ever 420 special with Dusty Fox and Gaspar. This is uh, Two Planets, everybody, with a song called Quantum Leaps.
2: Yeah. It's Two Planets, what up? Alpha beta. Yeah. Simmering sentences, sending sentiment high. Synonyms for sinning, spinning senators wild. Centering my senses on the side of someone, sending their energy inside in a smile, my eyes wide. Inside a riot and confinement while the temperature warms. I'm off that bomb, guns grown on a farm, it come on strong like a Don Juan. Good, good, call it Bon Bon. Breaking barriers and condoms, making leaps like they quantum. Feeling grander than your mom's mom. Richie Cunning going ham with the Fonz gone. I'm on one, third eye white I'm Burnside high, I'm eating wonton Constant lies, back bites, drama I don't want none, smashing and sashing and fives And marijuana, trying to see some commas in my corner All I got is quarters, so if I see the court It's no regrets, your honor Crisscrossing contaminants, cold watery wake where the salmon swim plans exist. Demanded existential standards with commission living, pushing cannabis, randomness and all that happens for a reason, understand it through analysis and pattern meaning, scattered dreaming, replication, duplication through this shallow breathing, meditation, take it in then release the feeling, these attachments that I'm living in don't give me feeling, I'm as empty as my bank account, how revealing, all these loans that I've taken out, I'm out to stealing. never intended to repay them, I'm not even willing, so I'm living in debt, compounding interest, never live with regrets, they're going unassessed, uninvest. demanded numbers just run under stress, convinced that under duress, I might just find Success, yeah, yeah, I might just find a man, yeah, I might just find success.
0: Special. That's fine. You pick up a mic whenever you're ready. You know, re- ready to get on it. I think I'm ready. 420 special with uh, Gaspar and Dusty Fox. The return. Yeah. <laughs> the return of the <laughs> dynamic <laughs> duo. What's up? I was I was looking back, and it's been almost a year and a half since you guys have been on the shows. October of 2016, episode 29. Wow. It was like right after you dropped the fantastic Mr. Fox record.
3: Yes, indeed. Strange and wonderful times in our lives,
0: I'm sure of it. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're back with a, another collection of tunes that you're dropping here for 420. Yes, indeed. Hitting them with a quick one.
3: I also read last night, the news just came out that uh, J. Cole is also dropping a, a project on 420. So. Oh man, this yeah. is probably
0: really going to take away... From what he was trying to,
3: I know. I feel bad for put him. Put out. I feel. I. I. You know. I wish he would have called me first and checked. <laughs> but we'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens in the
0: in the charts. You know. Well, I guess I'm. I'm yeah, I guess I'm pretty excited then <laughs> to hear to hear that <laughs> news. Actually, it's uh, the first I've heard of it. But uh, I can get down with some some J Cole. Oh, I love that I love record. That last record actually was was one of my favorite hip hop albums um, in the last like couple years for sure.
3: Yeah, I got the good fortune to see Jake Cole in Seattle, uh, on his last tour and it was amazing. He he was a great performer. He did all kinds of crazy production for that, didn't he? Like have have like a show yeah, put he together had, for he, it. He had like a, a really um conceptual uh, stage setup. It was like a, a prison yard with um cameras and barbed wire surrounding it. And like just like an excessive amount of cameras to kind of I think speak of like the security culture, you know, we're in and stuff like that. And then he performed in a, a jumpsuit, but it was about the size of a boxing ring or maybe a little larger. And he like walked around, and this was at key arena, so he, you know, like addressed different parts of the crowd at different points, which was cool. That was dope. Yeah, I like when artists that are of that size can perform for you know thousands of people and really connect with the audience especially MCs like i think that's that's got it, i'm sure it's own just other layer of you know complications and and i'm sure like highs and lows as well so
0: where where like speaking of the the complications like where what do you see those complications being as far as being able to connect in a, in an environment that big sometimes like
3: the you know the dopest thing about playing like small venues and small shows um although of course every i think artist strives in some sense to 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 reach larger audiences is that like you can actually really connect with people like Almost, you you actually can physically touch people sometimes, or people are fist bumping you and stuff like that, or whatever. But like, you can you know look into someone's eyes directly two feet away from them, and if they're really feeling it, and you know they're really feeling it, there's like clearly an exchange of 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 energy there. You know, they're gassing you up, just like I'm sure the crowd of this hockey game that we're watching, you know, yeah, is a massive factor. So
0: yeah, absolutely, it's. Uh yeah, I think for any artists, it's mm-hmm. you just lose some of that uh, that intimate connection when uh, the bigger it gets, and so I think when you are on that that arena stage, you really have to put together. It becomes like a show. It's it's mm-hmm. no longer just you performing your your music and, and reproducing that. Like you have to put together this this giant production, production yeah. you know
3: that supports all of these people and all of these jobs and then all of that, you know, that's all of these people's livelihood. So there's a lot riding on it. So I think there's a lot of pressure, but in the same way that I'm sure like you get this, this dope, uh, you know, exchange of energy with a crowd of a hundred, I can only imagine that like a crowd of, you know, two to five to, to whatever, 8,000 is probably just on another level. So, i'm sure there are there are there are good things and drawbacks about about both playing for large crowds and small crowds but uh i've I've never played for a crowd of a thousand you know (laughs) yeah for sure uh but i don't mind playing for a crowd of a 100 either like i'm i'm i don't uh begrudge that in any means
1: that one verse that you wrote you're like you rather have like I forgot would rather open. have
3: 10 fans than a thousand bucks yeah you know yeah like ten, 10 people that are really into your shit and will bump your shit will show it to so many more people and yeah and just put it out there so much more and like that's invaluable so shout out to people that support any local artists and local musicians they really are the the framework that allows us to do what we
0: do especially when it is that small because mm-hmm. then yeah then you really feel like the love from that it's just like wow this person goes above and beyond to to support what i do right, like exactly. no one else yeah. gives a shit about this right now right and these few people over here will rep this so hard for me and maybe something you lose sight of as it does get bigger yeah, yeah but for sure. it, it does it is just a very cool feeling for anyone to like reach out be like hey i i like really dig what you do like i'm behind it i will support it however i can definitely
3: that's one of the things i love most about like streaming platforms and especially soundcloud as a free platform uh and just like an easy platform for artists to get their music out is like you'll have an a, a, like a listener or a fan in some far-flung place that you've not visited or been to but you continue to see that that person is playing your track like in the stats and it's dope because you're like wow like this music is touching a place that i've never been to and may never be in my life but there's even if it's just one person out there uh for me there's this dude in poland who, who who has been pumping shit heavy for for a year plus i always see him in the stats consistently i'm like damn you know so uh I'm like, damn, like that's cool. I don't know what it, what or how he's connecting with it, but the fact that he is, I think, is 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 pretty amazing, and I appreciate it. So it's cool that 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 that's possible on a local level, but also on like a, a global level because of the internet. I fuck with that.
0: Yeah. How long have you been rapping, writing rhymes? I would say like. I
3: start, I I was freestyling for most of uh my like early days of rapping and I and that started more or less like I don't know like 7th or 8th grade I would say but then more so in high school there was this dude I used to run cross country with uh G squared <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we used to freestyle uh uh, before before going on these runs, I was in tenth grade. That was the only year I ran cross country. Um, but yeah, he was he was an older head. He was a senior, and and he was just he was pretty he was a pretty dope MC. So we would freestyle, and then our high school had like freestyle Fridays at the Deca store. So that so you know it's tight, there was a little bit of that going on as well. So it was cool. It was cool, and then just continuing to freestyle, and then I I started writing and recording um when i was in college at around like age 20 um and then really like focusing on it more around the time that rufus and i dropped uh our th- the one and only research and development project that exists right now um which was uh 2013 yeah i love that
0: what what was like your what was your like your entryway into hip-hop like what was the first thing that kind of
3: You know, like, hip-hop, I think, was starting to enter the pop uh, sort of mainstream sphere, like, when I was a really little kid. Um, And I remember hearing stuff on TV and and stuff like that in the early 90s. Um, But uh, it was cats at school that were, like, burning CDs for me in elementary school that their older brothers had that had naps or, like, one of my homies that burnt me... um, uh, like the Blueprint and uh, the Slim Shady projects, um, the Marshall Mathers EP and LP. Uh, his older brother had Napster, and he was one of the few thousand people that got sued by Jay Z when he dropped. Um, I think it was the. I think it was the Blueprint. It was like the late nineties i may be I may be fucking up. I may be like insulting,
0: no, you're all right yeah i think you're i think you're pretty correct yeah. timeline wise like, my the, my the, the first blueprint yeah. does drop in in the late nineties yeah my uh i believe my memory is uh that was a while ago though for well sure, it's the so. four twenty special there's yeah. things to be forgotten on this particular <laughs> episode in blasted watching this n h l playoffs, which is uh the hockey life is where you and I definitely also like to connect. We are uh,
3: <laughs> inadvertently wearing the same sweatshirt right now.
0: Yeah. There's no reason to not wear the I wear, Portland no, Pinecones, I, right, exactly. Johnny Pinecone, exactly. Rebbit exactly. all day. Like, it's, it's,
3: uh, <laughs> it's a wonderful thing. Um, I'm excited for this weekend's game, the Saturday <laughs> 421 game.
0: If you live in the Northwest, in the Portland area, right. you want to uh, <laughs> come see some beer league hockey. We'll be at the Vancouver Ice Rink. Yep, exactly. Mountain View Ice Arena this Saturday <laughs> at 8:30 p.m. <laughs> it's a little earlier. Please don't be there at no, 8:30. No, I think they. Uh, I think they moved the game back. That's next week's game. Oh, okay. Word. Yeah. My bad. My bad. So 5:40 p.m. Listeners are loving this. You can find it online. Um. So now, now you and you and Gaspar are dropping this volume one of the Foxtrodamus. Yeah is that the correct title? It is. Domus yeah. Volume 1.
3: Yeah, it is. It's um I guess sort of a I like the title, but in looking at our last album title, The Fantastic Mr. Fox, hopefully they don't seem too
0: uh too easy. Too, nah. too easy of titles nah, to nah. come up with. I think I think you I think that's a it's a it's a great title. And I love the yeah. idea of you kind of doing these volumes of them. I'm not sure how everything's going to shape out, but right. um like getting this first collection of tunes kind of noticed that they're they're very they all seem very concise, you know, but there there's a lot of content packed away um as far as as far as the the production on the beats with like this collection of tunes are these are these just things that you you have sitting there? for him to like and and sending them over
1: uh yes um uh, a lot of tunes um you know the fox doesn't really hear because i just don't put them out there anymore it used to be like consistent with my soundcloud but now i'm just like you know like not really putting shit out there anymore because you know i'd rather like work on something and then like you know take my time with it you know instead of putting out like 100 beats yeah. You know, put out, like, one that's, like, actually mixed, arranged, and, like, you know. Um, but, yeah, I do have, like, a large, like, archive of beats that I haven't, like, shown to Alex or anybody else.
0: Yeah. And is there is there something, like, <clears throat> do you usually have an idea from, like, right from the get-go when you get a beat from Gaspar, or are you... Like, going into it, kind of looking for something, like, specific sound-wise?
3: No, not necessarily. Like, usually very much uh, the sound that that is the end result um, of the project is is dependent on how the beat sounds when I get it. Um, And there's been times where, like, Gaspar has changed something about the beat, like, after I've recorded, like, added a drop or something, (laughs) and I've been like, no, no, don't do it, you know? Like, I get, like but the, there's other times he does it that i love it so um the the way the track sounds when i get it and the in the vibe that that the track has is is sort of um crucial to the the final sound but sometimes i'll like write a hook first sometimes like a hook will come to me first and sometimes i'll i'll just like start writing verses yeah. basically it really depends it really depends yeah. but
0: like in pursuit of putting like this collection of tunes that is it is it just a situation where you just kind of hit gas bar up like hey man i want to i want to put together like i want to put out some music like send me send me some beats over or is it just kind of like a thing that that you get it's- over time and and now you've you've gotten these over, over a series of time and ready to put, like, you've got four together and you're ready to put them out. Yeah. That's more or less what it is. I have probably like
3: 16 to 18 Gaspar tracks that could be ready and like to record in the next, you know, six months that are basically like the form is written and it would just be a matter of like recording them and editing them and mixing them and stuff like that. So, my experience with the, our last project which i think was like 11 tracks was just that um i think it's dope to drop projects of that length because that's a lot of material to make statements in and to to connect with people on but like the the ep or or um mixtape format is dope because you can hit people with just some stuff to you know to stay relevant and to stay out yeah. there and to let people know what you've been working on and, and to communicate with the people that, that want it. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people have been asking like for the up to, to Fox Radama's friends and fans and stuff. So I felt it was just time, you know, it's September, 2016, I think you said it was only last yeah, linked up for so. the fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh yeah. My bad. My You're bad. Good. The 420 episode.
0: I mean, but also with that record, it was, um, uh like it seemed like it was meant to be more of a drawn-out story, you know? Mm, like, it needed yeah. to be that length so that... Because it was, like, this fluid kind of thing with this narrative that kind of flowed through it in some way yeah. or another.
3: Yeah, loosely though <coughs> though it was, it definitely did have a narrative. Um, and I think that was just, like, a, a collection of songs that, that were sort of made in this period of my life where I was going through some, like, blows and stuff like that. So... um it was it was like really helpful for me to record those and stuff and like those songs are personal to me in a lot of ways and I and I like that they're that that I'll have them you know what I mean and, yeah. that, and that that project is out there but at the same time I think like all artists change and develop and and I'm you know it's a different time in all of our lives so Gaspar's beats are sounding different and he's experimenting with different sounds and and same with me and my writing and and performance so um, I was just excited to to put some new stuff out there for the people that want to hear it.
0: Absolutely. I'm one of those people. Thank you. I <laughs> you know, just like, Thank wait, you. I, 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 uh, I was just kind of like hearing the fantastic Mr. Fox record was, was definitely like a game changer for me because that was the first time I got to hear you pretty much without a band behind you. Cause m- my introduction more or less to you was with two planets and I hadn't really seen an R and D show with you and Rufus prior to that either. The the duo that you've how long have you been doing R and D with Rufus, man?
3: Uh, since like Rufus and I have been like rapping and freestyling together drunkenly at house parties since like two thousand
0: eight or nine. That's crazy. So but been R- R- in like ten years with that dude though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, R and D um
3: formed. More or less in like 2012, 2013. That's when we started being like, "Hey, we should, you know, put something out." Yeah. And kind of when we came up with with our the name of the group, but also our like performance names, uh, because we had some 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 different names that we were performing as back in the day. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh Rufus was uh C Nice.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. His emails yeah. C Nice at like
3: Japan. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You, whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. C-mail. I mean Hit sum him up. Up. <laughs> No, that's a that's a dope name. But we were we were young and then I uh my name I can't I was just using this name that I also like used for writing graffiti, which was kinda dumb, so um
0: I stopped yeah, doing that. For sure. <laughs> and every once in a
3: while I still like to get loose, so I'm not even gonna say it but uh but, yeah, we were just young cats that enjoyed rapping. We were on uh some like hungry, hungry hip hop you know compilations in college and shit that are almost laughable to listen to now, but it was you know it was the birth of us working together and and our friendship and stuff, so it's cool to listen to that stuff every once in a while. I think it's on the the iTunes archive somewhere on nice. my computer, yeah,
0: but anyhow, mm-hmm. I was saying the the fantastic Mr Fox thing was just that was the first time I got to hear you kind of rap over these these produced beats opposed to the live band and i just thought it was so well done and then to hear this these four tunes which i got to hear i heard two thousand pages the other night when i saw you guys for the pariahs um, oh yeah release show and that that one definitely stuck with me so i was happy to hear that that was a part of this collection of tunes i was immediately just like, oh yeah, man, this is yeah. this is that jam. Yeah, just, I like that track that's a lot. Easily one of my favorite tracks that like I've ever heard you on for sure. Thank you. And it does seem like the dynamic between you two is evolving and just getting better and better. I think so. Yeah. I think so, guess are you are you? Uh, I know you said you're not putting a lot of stuff out, but do you kind of go to work on the production on the on the daily as far as trying to Uh, perfect some things
1: as much as i want to um it's only because i'm always like working and shit. yeah but uh i usually try to like spend at least a couple hours a day like playing around with samples or like just listening to music and then like playing around with like drum loops and different like rhythms um but like a lot of the times i like to like play around with chords and like i'll record something and if i don't like it then i just like get rid of it but that's the thing is like no one no one hears it so i don't know if it's good or not um but i just end up getting rid of it so uh i i feel like that's just like me being able to practice like my music theory because i'm not really good at music theory uh, which is why like i like to sample a lot
0: yeah and i'm assuming at this point for yourself you Have kind of set a bar for the beats that you want to put out to to a certain extent so i'm sure like you want to either top or match whatever in your eyes is is your favorite like beat that you have yeah so i'm sure it's getting that becomes more difficult as the bar bar gets raised and whatnot
1: yeah yeah um i was in uh like when i first like started making beats like i never paid attention to like The mixing side, you know, like making sure like every detail is being heard that I want to be heard. So like before I would just like make beats and not even care like how it sounded. And at that time I was having like a lot of fun with it. And like it was more easier for me to be more creative. Damn, (laughs) the Capitals
3: just scored (laughs) to win an OT.
0: That was Uh, sick. The Capitals have uh, (laughs) dug themselves out of almost what would have been a 3-0 lead in the series for any hockey fans that care and want to know news about hockey two days later (laughs) after games the capitals have scored in double overtime and uh they're still alive don't sleep on the
3: nhl the nhl playoffs are heating up
0: well they're the nhl playoffs so the greatest
3: playoffs in sports of course the stanley cup is the hardest trophy to win in sports many say
0: (laughs) does it uh does it like excite you when when Alex does pick like a certain beat, or does it surprise uh, you
1: both like um I don't know it, it's I can never like expect like what to expect Alex would choose, you know like I don't know like the the championship beat I didn't know that he was gonna make that with I didn't know the I was track. Gonna make it either. And uh it's funny, I feel like all the beats that like Alex hears is usually like when I when we have a r and d set, and you're like just you know put a couple random beats on there just to like fill in time. That was and, what the
3: championship beat was for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that beat came out, and I was like, I don't know if you'll like it or not. I mean, I think it was kind of cool.
3: No, that hook was the result of <laughs> our show at Mississippi Pizza after the hockey game of a team I was playing on last or earlier this year the week before we played in the championship and Gaspar played that beat which I was then referring to as the blangadang beat yeah because that's <laughs> what the beat sounded like to me um and uh and I was like Gaspar put that blangadang beat on and we were freestyling and I had three of my my like drunken hockey goons from that team in the crowd and I started rapping and I was just like championship champion champion <laughs> championship uh, I just got to
0: he- hear this song it's unreleased and uh i'm encouraging the the release (laughs) of this song i think it's the most ridiculous thing i've ever heard you on so it's it is for sure it's so hooky it is very hooky. (laughs) i have two hooky tracks
3: that i haven't released that are sort of like on there's that track and then this other track named Q time and both times i played them like i've had like a couple people hit me up and be like is that on soundcloud where is that at like good responses so i'm like damn and people who like I enjoy like as musicians as well. Like my homie Meltzer wants me to release it. Yeah. So,
0: Alex Meltzer,
3: the man. You know, yeah.
0: this is this is your tying episode, I believe. Oh yeah, Meltzer and I, I know that you have this beef with Meltzer about claiming a yeah. uh, champion to uh, who's been on the Dan Cable Presents podcast the most. Championship, to, champion, know. champion, champion. <laughs> <laughs> Love Meltzer though. Oh yeah, me too. Uh, he's
3: yeah, actually yeah. going to be uh playing beats with us on this show, uh the four twenty show on Friday because Gaspar will be
0: working for the corporate juggernaut. He's uh I don't say which one. <laughs> Meltzer's is like easily one of my favorite musicians in this city. Yes, yeah, mine and, as well. And I'll pretty much um I'll go see like whatever he's doing, like whatever he's involved with. I think the the Corgi and Bay shit Spot that he is involved yeah. in with Barra. quite good is uh, other yeah, level. That's next just, level. it is it is very next level. It's it's pretty unreal. But
3: S- speaking of next level, would you mind passing the uh, the bong before that ice melts? Oh yeah. I mean, before don't get it, me wrong. I'm trying to melt the ice. Before
0: it melts, <laughs> it melts the uh, the melter. Yes. The You're on melter. the mixer
3: now, mixing. Yep. yep. The ice melting mixing as we talk about correctly. This is Turn, horrible. Turning People it off the wrong way. Hopefully who, whoever is <laughs> listening to this is as
0: high as you and I are. <laughs> well, it's the 420 special. Yes. It, and I I want to take full advantage of this because uh, this I think this is the first time ever that the program the program comes out every Friday. And right. this is the first time that it's fallen on a 420. And you and I are throwing a 420 show. Dan Correct. Campbell presents Correct. Jungle Television. The first Junk Telly DCP collab um, official one anyway I feel like You and I have been uh, Supporting one another I don't know For the last Year and a half or so Ever since we kind of connected It was Exactly It was very Very uh, I don't want to say It was love, love <laughs> at first sight Maybe It was beard at first sight
3: We both have uh, Ginger beards Yeah Ginger beard men So uh, We both like hockey We both We like hockey Now we play on the same hockey team The Portland Pinecones Yep <coughs> excuse me don't mean to cough in the mic there my bad but, some of that dog walker og from the side yard from last summer <laughs> all organic
0: yeah i just i don't know just in general enjoy, yeah. uh like aside from en- enjoying your music and whatnot and what you do with that like i i just enjoy like hanging always it's always it's sir. always good times like and gas as well yes i don't get to spend as much time with gas he's, he's busy <laughs> He's on the move, working. Disney He's man. grinding, yeah. trying to get time in to to produce beats and whatnot. But um, yeah, it's uh, this collection of tunes, though. As far as the from a lyrical standpoint, do these kind of come together around the same time, or I think is it more
3: sc- more more scattered or less, about? Kind of just within the last year. Like I don't necessarily select like the beats beforehand and say, I want to use these four tracks as instrumentals for a project. It's more like I just write to, to a gas bar beats, uh, more or less all the time. And then kind of like, Oh wow. I have a lot of these tracks are accumulated. Let's take four and, and put them out. So that's kind of the concept of the Fox Foxtradamus is we're doing this first one. It's, it's volume one and our plan is to hit them with a couple more before the end of the year, you know? Um, I record here at my house, so, and Gaspar and I are are kind of tackling the mixing together. He's doing the majority of it, and I'm kind of doing some automation and uh, EQing stuff and getting, getting things to sound the way I want it to sound, and then Gas comes in and works his magic, so. Uh, and then we send it out to get mastered to uh, our homie Gus at Sky Onion, so. All in all, it's, uh it's a it's it's fairly diy and and we like it that way but we like it to sound good as well
0: yeah absolutely so we
3: focus on on getting it to sound as good as we can with with what we have available
0: and i know for the most part i, I heard unmixed tracks so I'm, so I'm i'm sure it'll sound a little more polished when it, when that final product hits but i feel like it does have some very cool raw elements to it that has like that diy made in a basement studio kind of feel to it and it's yeah man this is it's a very cool collection of tunes i was i'm just like very impressed by it thank you thank you and yeah i will i'll continue to uh kind of rep you as as what i think is like the most underrated or overlooked mc in the city and uh i think on that note we can we can jump into one of these jams that's on the volume one of Foxtradamus. Foxtradamus. That's a mouthful after mm-hmm. a few uh few of those bong rips. Yeah. Some of that dog walker. Dan, thank you for your kind words. Yeah. Yeah, okay. man. Absolutely. And Gaspar has got to leave, so he's not gonna be with us for the second half of this, but yeah. your your uh your productions, dude, are are so good and I think they're they're a huge equal part in why this thing works so well. Thanks, man. Like it's it's just it's so it's so dope to hear alex's like rhymes and shit over like your productions so yeah man i just encourage you to try to find that time i know you're you're grinding hard and and it (laughs) sucks when you're when you're not getting to spend the time doing what you really want to be doing but i hope that you continue to to find some some time to to do so because i think you're incredibly talented for for how young you are in it still you know, so thanks yeah absolutely man Shit. much love to to both of you uh we're gonna you get well. it, we're gonna get into what is my favorite track oh wow, um which is two thousand pages so uh be. check it out you can find this on the on the soundcloud yep it'll be uh on soundcloud at four twenty p m on four twenty well light one up if you're listening to this on release day and it's uh After 420. Right. You know where to find it. Exactly. Links in the notes. This is uh, 2,000 pages.
2: I stayed on fade in the phases, okay, and prayed on paper to chase, that's all lame, and sprayed AKs in a way, just for play, that's PS4 for the game, it's so fake, I'd rather drop a couple of bars, get so baked, then open up a couple of jars of this dank, The run around fronting like stars you don't see, see we both bleed seeds for the coasty, mossy, ocean to my left, homegrown when I won't sleep, smoke is in my chest long gone getting ghosted a house cat with no claws that's a damn shame like you repping your squad in this rap game your new records are frauds to fall backwards actors waiting to fuck on one mattress we struggle for a couple of bucks just to validate the address for a couple of months and though you might be losing balance if you falling in love I ain't judging you for doing what the fuck that you want. You dub so husky when I light up this blunt. I'll be coughing up the mustard greens and dropping the crumbs And these monopolies are sloppy, but I already won Yeah, you still collecting properties like I ain't the one Past do, past go, I could probably run From the politics of poverty and prodigal sons You see, my daddy worked hard just to give me a push But we never got far under Clinton or Bush Obama dropped bombs, we don't call him a crook But yo, there's bodies on TV and we don't bother to look Plus a meme on the screen, I don't bother with books But I'm bothered by these problems that I'm solving with drugs What the fuck, life sucks, get a job, you're a scrub That's probably what you're thinking when I'm hitting you up And so what, all this drinking does is make me throw up And this thinking is no good, it just makes me go go dumb I go dumb, I go dumb, I go under the covers again Just from writing, putting blood in my pen no lying but this pride has got me biting the neck just the lamb to the slaughter of designs in my head finding beauty in the madness and relief and regret like the author of a novel that you read before bed i'm just trying to fill a couple thousand pages i guess i'm just trying to fill a couple thousand pages again i'm just trying to fill a couple thousand pages i guess i'm just trying to fill a couple thousand pages, couple Back in thousand action. pages again
0: ripped yes. ready to go yes keeping it very very light and heavy
3: a new a new game is I don't know on, what that means light and heavy yeah, it's it's uh, a,
0: uh, it's
3: sort of like um it's light because it's it feels good but it's heavy because it's it's intense
0: it is it is <laughs> it's probably <laughs> that's the
3: that's, that's the indica
0: that, that's the that bonkers yeah exactly. yes um yeah that that two thousand pages song though in, in particular is definitely one of those jams where I'm super impressed with the amount of content that you're able to put into a two thirty two like a two and a half minute song and just pack that much shit into it. And Yeah, d um I, I feel like uh you said you said like the Fantastic uh Mr. Fox was kind of like a pretty emotionally like revealing album you would say probably
3: Probably so like maybe in some coded ways but like yeah probably like a a time when i was maybe going through some some tumultuous changes or whatever you know just in life. nothing too too outlandish just you know yeah the ebbs and flows of of life and relationships and stuff like that so um but it was also like a, a good time in my life in many ways too and that so you know that project was the was the result of that that's sort of how i work with any project is just trying to to capture moments or feelings you know i think that's that's the best material to draw from things that are authentic and that happen to you and around you and stuff like that so
0: yeah do i don't know i get that sense from listening to your to your music that like things can be pretty heavy for you speaking like speaking of heavy shit like that that the uh the weight of the world can 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 have its effect on you. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I try I try really hard not to uh, to let it.
3: Um, and I think we live in an interesting time because, like, with social media, sometimes there's always uh, someone that like wants to be critical. And being critical is a good thing, and people have a right to be critical when they feel necessary. Um, But I think sometimes we, as a society, take it a little too far and and throw darts a little too much when when darts don't necessarily need to be thrown and stuff like that. So I think maybe as a society, we're becoming more cynical. Um, And I try to fight against that in my own life just by doing things that I enjoy and that that make me feel good or give me some sort of release. And making music is one of those things. but uh yeah, I would say like I'm I'm a fairly uh I feel a lot of emotions. I'm an emotional person, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um and I think as an artist that's an asset actually. Like I was thinking like I was wondering if that's like a family a family trait. I can see like some of that maybe in my dad who who is a musician and um my mom who writes and and stuff like that. So I think maybe like being emotional uh, or feeling a lot a, a spectrum of emotions is a really useful thing as an artist because you get to with each emotion that you that you experience you get to reach someone out there maybe that's feeling that emotion or wants to relate to to that emotion some way through
0: music absolutely man i mean that's that's why music means so much to me yeah me too and for sure i connect hard with what you have to say and your point of view a lot of the time it's not um, it's not always that it's an identical story or anything, but just feeling those weights of the world and whatnot, and and yeah, for sure, how you wrap your head around them is is intriguing to me. And thank you. Yeah, it was also cool. I know your family still like around the Spokane area, where you? Uh, my dad. Part?
3: My dad is uh, actually he's the only one there currently. Uh, my brother is is like in utah doing some wilderness uh therapy stuff he 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 does like you know wilderness therapy um for for young people so he's in the back country like you know half of the time yeah my mom is uh uh in florida just like working you know crazy like the rest of us trying to trying to stay, you know stay stay my mom is also in florida oh really interesting (laughs) Interesting. yeah my mom is not too far from mar-a-lago so she goes and like protests outside of like mar-a-lago and stuff that's killer yeah it's I'm, i'm proud of her for that it's pretty dope
0: um i guess i was asking specifically because um your dad was down like a couple weeks ago um and he not only came to our portland pine cones game to Watches, you know. Oh, it's it's fun. Sorry, it's sorry. we've had a lot of. You know, I I love when there's an animal on the on the program. <laughs> we've had a lot of. This is this happens sometimes. There's a cat or a dog. What is this cat's name? Uh, it's my girlfriend's cat. The
3: cat's name is Zena, but I tend to call her Meowkins. Okay, um, Meowkins. But I have a lot of nicknames for her, and uh, some of them are more ridiculous than others. <laughs> but but meow, Meowkins is one of the one of the main. She she, she meows a lot, so. A fitting name.
0: Yeah, there she is, doing it. Meowkins. Um but your 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 dad was down and he came to our pine cones game proudly rocking his his Portland pine cones jersey. Yeah. His yep. custom jersey. Yep. And uh but then I also saw him in the back of the room at, at the show. And he was he was also there for um at Mississippi Pizza that night. Just you know, watching watching you perform and whatnot, and uh, I don't know. I, just, I turned around at a certain point. And I was just like, "Oh man, I wonder what, I wonder what this guy's viewpoint is about. Like, what his son is doing, you mm-hmm. know?" Because it's uh, uh, you said he's a musician, yeah. So he obviously like understands it on a cer like a certain level, or if not the entire like all of it, but it's just uh it just must be so interesting to watch your your like child pursue like an independent life like that you know and cuz it's always like one of those things where most people tend to like push their kids into doing something a little more financially stable and whatnot and that seems to just be like how our society works is to like get get them to conform to like that nine-to-five grind and you know be secure in your shit. so i was just it's just interesting to me like when i get that opportunity to to know the like a parent's in the room i just think it's so cool when they show up and they like they come to support it no matter what he thought like about it or not i was just it's just a, a curious thing to me but like is it a what is it like for you to have your your dad like come out and support what you do
3: it's pretty cool like my dad is uh really supportive both of my parents are um really supportive of like the music and and my career and art you know visual arts is how i pay the bills but but music is also an equal passion and pursuit of mine so um they've never steered me away or said like you should go into you know a different career field or anything like that um like nurturing of, of yeah what? yeah for sure and i think part of that is like you know i've never had to had to ask them for for much i've been pretty pretty self-sufficient you know and I, I never had to to really as an adult come to them and say like yo i'm i'm failing miserably and i need like desperate help not that there's anything wrong with that for people who 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 do that and whose parents have the means but like my parents i knew they didn't really have the means so like that wasn't a super option for me. So, um, but they both taught me a lot as when I was young about like the importance of working hard and like you know hustling and 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 grinding at what you do and and being open to different opportunities and stuff like that and the importance of relationships and and building relationships with people so that you can be successful and help those people be successful too. My parents are both very honorable people, so I was fortunate in that regard to
0: to have that around me growing up yeah absolutely yeah. man that's yeah that's killer when you when you have people in- encouraging you to do what you want to do and i'm sure it's they must also recognize um the skills that you have and the, and the the gifts that you seem to have especially not just musically but like you said your your main hu- hustle is like visual art and Jungle television, which is did it start off as a clothing company, or was that uh it started no, it
3: just started off as like sort of an idea almost for like a uh like a graffiti or a street art sort of thematic series, and I did some of that um up in Washington, and then I was like, you know I really just enjoy where this series is going, and so I started exploring it more on paper um and for the last like five or six years, I've been selling prints and making T-shirts with the art on it, and and I'm regularly at the Saturday market in the summers, uh, and sort of just vend around different northwest events. I'm excited this year; I'll be at the Gorge for Sasquatch and and Paradiso, and and probably some of the other large shows there as well. So, um, that's
0: just, rad.
3: Yeah, I just continue to 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 work on that, but like. Um, I like having both the, that and the music. You know, it's like I, they kind of the two of them need each other. I think if I went too hard in one area, I might, I might, um, not be as happy. So sometimes it's like slow motion doing both at the same time. But uh, I, 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 I don't feel rushed. Like time is of the essence, but it's
0: also good to take one's time to make good stuff. So, do you think? That they feed each other as well? Like does does the art influence the the music and, and vice versa? Like the, is is music usually uh playing when you're putting together ideas? Sometimes it's
3: music, sometimes it's podcasts, you know. Sometimes it's a hockey game or or, or you know, sports center or something else on in the background. Um usually yeah there's there's something going on um and i think like they do they do feed into each other a lot but i have that that probably like, goes back to my personal theory and belief for for kind of like how art is created and where it comes from um and i kind of think that that we're like as bizarre as it may sound like antennas that are sort of picking up this this like celestial chatter as as ridiculous as that may sound to some, you know what I mean, you just gotta tune in man tune in, man, <laughs> tune in, just <laughs> eat some mushrooms and tune in man. <laughs> um, no i I don't get too like headier or, or or out there with with a lot of my beliefs, but um, there's definitely times when I've experienced um like a what almost feels like a stream of
0: consciousness just tapping uh, into something yeah Dude, exactly you're, like tap. Tapping into the divinity of, of some shit, right? Like,
3: and there's you know there's um, the phenomena of uh, uh, I believe it's called um, uh, like mutual discovery. I think is is what it's called. Where like, and this and this happened. I mean, now when these when major events happen, usually you hear about it immediately because it's on the internet. But but say like in the 1800s, like something would be invented at at one. In one area of the world and would would be simultaneously being invented in another area of the world you know or there's like cultures that share pyramids that are on different continents but yeah they just have like that parallel thought shit exactly going on so maybe it's like just the the mass of human consciousness and we're all kind of like dipping into the well a little bit and sometimes our 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 little well scoops touch each other or whatever but um but i kind of feel like in that way the art and the music are related because it's they just happen to be like the frequencies that i'm tuning into with my little radio you know antenna or
0: whatever <laughs> yeah and you you obviously like find comfort in expressing yourself in that way and yeah i think you're pretty verbal about like that that it's having those outlets is like a huge kind of coping mechanism for for like the world you know for sure. and experiencing like this crazy trip that is that is life you know yes indeed indeed it is it is a crazy trip and it's it's like a a wonderful ride
3: to be on but it definitely has its ups and downs it's just wild
0: because sometimes the small things you you see these these small things and it just blows your mind and you can't even like wrap your head around it yeah for sure like i was I don't know this is like a, a goofy thing, but I thought about this earlier. I was driving to to pick my grandpa up from the airport this afternoon, and I was just driving there and then I started tripping the fuck out about like man like there used to be a time when I was just a little kid in the back seat, and now I'm driving the car to right. go pick up Grandpa from the airport, you right. know I don't know it's just uh those little things like that for sure trip me up sometimes and and just kind of blow me away of of just this uh this whole process for sure
3: and 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 hopefully you know someday you'll you'll live to be an old man to be picked up at the airport by like
0: a grandson or
3: or a equivalent family Uh, member. you know what i mean so (laughs) so that is the trip of life like a lot of old people uh, that i've talked to or older people that i've talked to have told me like that it went so fast, like it went by so fast, and um, in some ways, the older that I get, the faster things seem to be moving, yeah, you know, I remember being a kid, and like it felt like those three summers that you had or the three months that you had off of school for the summer was like a lifetime, you know, like, and maybe it's that as you get older and you tend to narrow your focus on certain um. Goals or pursuits or passions, uh, the world passes you by faster because you've got this like intense relationship with this thing that you're always experiencing because it's such a part of who you are. Um it definitely feels that way
0: to me sometimes. Yeah, it's just like all perspective too. Yeah. You know. Not that I ever personally really wanted to be a doctor or a lawyer, but just even thinking about that in high school going into those college years. It's like, no, I don't I don't wanna spend seven or eight years just in school. And then you get to that like age of twenty-five to twenty seven and past that, and you're like, Man, I could have been a doctor already. Exactly, <laughs> you know, like, exactly. And some of your
3: friends that you've been a doctor you, twice that you know are
0: doctors <laughs> and lawyers now, and you're like, Oh, damn.
3: You know, and, and I and props to those people and and um that's wonderful and I'm happy for all of them and I and I think they're doing great work in the world. But at the same time, I still don't want to be a
0: doctor or a lawyer. Well, it's just not say. your path.
3: No, it's not. I I, um, I I may have put that that same like, you know, ten to twelve year education into doing what I'm doing now, and and um. I didn't I didn't earn a degree in it per se, but I do have I do have the, the credentials.
0: Yeah, for sure, and because you built your own experience. Definitely, I as I we all do. It's, that's what it's about. Yeah, like for sure. you have to have experience. You have to have experience to get all of these things. Uh, you have to build up those experience points, whether you're trying to do it for yourself or trying to get into some solid company. Mm-hmm. You know, every mm-hmm. every uh, job application I look at says need this much experience. You know, so right. I mean, even with this, it was about building that experience. I always wanted to do some sort of radio or broadcasting or something like that, and everything. You know, I check into it's like oh you need this many hours on the mic or whatever so it's just like well i'm not going to go back to college to to go get this like education or i'm just going to i'm just going to build my own masters degree or like exactly. my own education through doing this on a weekly basis and and learn learn about production that way and shit like that. Yeah, you know? the the Dan Cable School of Broadcasting. Yeah, that's what I that's what I'm here <laughs> to pitch it's... on uh, the 420 episode. Yeah, it's uh... Uh, starting a school <laughs> of broadcasting. So you you, you uh, young kids out there listening, it's a for profit university. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, I mean, they got me. Yeah, for sure. University of Phoenix got me. Did they? Yeah, unfortunately. Damn. Yeah, it was... yeah they have a slick marketing campaign. They do. They do. Yeah. Um, and and I fell into it. I was just working too much at the time. It was the only way I was going to be able to get a degree. Yeah. And I just felt some need to get one. So,
3: Hey, a degree is a degree. I don't I don't sneeze at any degree that anyone gets, whatever it may be in. If it's a, a trade, a bachelor's degree, an associate's degree, doctor, whatever. I mean, I don't know that, like... I don't like simply equate school with being knowledgeable or being an intelligent person, like I think you can have no formal education and be a genius obviously Same. but yeah but um, but for those who who have pursued education, like I think that's a noble pursuit, even if it is just to have a good job and and be secure, you know it's a positive thing to do in your life and and you know good for people to do it. Yeah, <laughs> and and good for people that do their own informal education, like you're talking about. I mean, that's dope that that you wanted to do this thing, and now you're doing it. A uh, a saying that I love is is like, don't pay uh, don't pay anyone to teach you someone you something you already know. Like, um, you know, I I've, I've been painting murals for quite a while, and at one point, I was like, maybe I should go get a master's in public art. Like, it would probably make me more uh, appealing to certain like corporate gigs and federal jobs and stuff like that. And I thought to myself, like, why do that? I'm already doing murals and I'm already selling art in other capacities. Like I don't need to be taught how to do this. I just need to work harder at refining my craft, which is a day to day struggle. I think for all of us, regardless of of whether we're self-employed or working for someone else, like life can't always be just about work. So you gotta, got to take some time off to play a little hockey or yeah or man my friends and stuff like that
0: i've learned that a lot even through just pursuing something i am passionate about like sometimes going 100 percent on it can can suck the energy out of it and, yeah and yourself yeah like playing the hockey man has been that's been like the joy of my life yeah the last Ten weeks since we got this team together,
3: me too me too it it uh I feel like it kind of fuels me a little bit um and it's also a nice relief from the pressures of the world to just go out there and have like a singular goal and work together with people that also have that goal and the camaraderie of that and stuff like that so
0: i't I just never recognized as a kid growing up just probably because I didn't have this much anxiety at that <laughs> like at that age, <laughs> but like I never. Understood the presence of mind that it brought me, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Not, I mean, I'm thinking about plays and and things like that that are happening. But I don't know. I've best explained it to people recently is just, I just walk into to a hockey rink and it, and it just feels like nothing exists outside of those four walls. It's a weird environment to be in because it's like,
3: like you know, it's really bright and the lights are all refre- reflecting off this ice that's white and there's these silver bleachers, so it just kind of feels like you're in this. Like, you're in a very strange environment just in terms of the lighting and the temperature and stuff like that. And the rink has a very distinctive smell. And then there's I feel sort of like a ceremony to putting all of your gear on. You have like a, a way that you do it every week. Yeah. that's It's the same. Yeah. And You're in there having the same you know bullshit conversations with your teammates and 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 joking around and stuff like that and listening to music, pumping yourself up, and then you go out there and and to me like. You know, I love hockey because of the pace of the game and the flow of the game. Uh, And lately, after both our games and playing with some some better players, far better players than me at Monday night uh, pickup games, I've sort of started to think of hockey as like ice yoga because (laughs) the sinuses are always cleared, you know, within the first few minutes. Like, I never leave the ice, like, not completely, like... pouring and drenched in sweat you know i'm moving my body in strange ways that i don't usually do it and and, uh it's just a nice uh it's like a nice release and a nice outlet and it's creative too just like anything else so
0: there's definitely something super special about taking the ice dude
3: oh yeah for sure well, it's the flow of the game. Like, I mean, I love other sports as well, but like you're usually running in other sports and you're skating and hockey, so the game has this pace of like a flow activity like skateboarding or snowboarding right. or rollerblade right. or anything like that, where like the pace of the game is just higher, it flows more. And then very rarely does the puck go out of bounds. So you're the pace of the game is is, is fast and, and
0: Yeah, you can have like plays that last three to five minutes with no whistles exactly i mean probably not in our rec league because someone's offsides are like <laughs> <laughs> you know like some bullshit like i think we get, I get we get some soap going in our But yeah absolutely right it's it's definitely not the uh the pinnacle of the sport but when you're reason. watching you know some of these nhl teams and i watched a lot of the uh the college hockey uh yeah, sp- playoffs four. yeah i watched a lot of the playoffs this year nice. and uh it's just wild to see the pace that they can play with but The pace of hockey was what I fell in love with. It was just so fast, especially in comparison to playing baseball, like playing Little League for, you know, five years and then getting to play ice hockey. (laughs) Like that shit's a game changer. Oh, yeah. Because you could play a game of baseball and the ball never gets hit to you the entire game. Potentially. And you could also never
3: get a hit the entire game.
0: Absolutely. That was me a lot of the time too. I was like yeah. I had like one good year of hitting <laughs> and then it went away and then I became the guy that could like maybe lay down a bunt, but I was super slow. So like I was just trying to advance runners. Yeah, for sure.
3: I uh I went to college at Evergreen and they had like a club baseball team <laughs> oh, yeah. and it was like really horrible. Like it had won one game in five years and I was practicing with the team. Uh throughout the year like to potentially play with them and the interesting thing about it was like i was like uh by no means the best player on the team but like was able to decently hold my own with with some of the the group of guys and like it was a college like baseball team like they were playing you know like U of O's club baseball team and UW and stuff like that. And and there were there were times where like Evergreen was getting beat like twenty to one or two or zero, you know? And I recall a time when uh there was like a team meeting about whether it was okay to smoke weed like before games <laughs> and stuff like that. Like so so that's my sort of bad news bears baseball we experience. Have, we should have those team meetings. Oh I'm I'm fully in support of anyone who wants to do any sort of uh peds PEDs, performance <laughs> enhancing drugs yeah if you want to if you want to micro dose if you want to if you want to smoke weed whatever as long as you're you know safe and you're stretching and you feel good and you're in control then do it we have had an incident with someone showing up too drunk to the that was game. amazing dude We won't say any names that was one
0: of the that was that's probably like one of my favorite hockey moments for me of all time oh yeah it was like it's classic dude it, to watch a guy show up to the rink absolutely trashed and then just Putting his gear on in the locker room like it's no big deal. (laughs) (laughs) Also, this was only like our third game. Yep. And this person is just learning how to play. Like had probably been skating for a few months, I think he said, before he started with us. Yes. So, and he just walks on the ice. Yep. And that first step, he's just like immediately on his ass and cannot get up like f-
3: like feet f- like flying out from underneath him just falling on his ass helmet pops off thank god he didn't hit his head yeah and the ref skates up to me and he's like he's not playing i'm like clearly <laughs> <laughs> and before he got on the ice he like nearly got into a fight with one of the players
0: on the opposing yeah, team yeah yeah
3: yeah talking shit to him so it's cool we uh like i said we won't say any names and we and we love that guy he's a he's a great he's a right. uh, He's definitely
0: he took took his shit for it. Yeah, he took his shit for it.
3: He he had to bring some beer to the next game and and he definitely still gets clowned a little bit for it. But he's he's more than made up for it and he's a good dude. So
0: it's probably one of the best moments of our season. Oh yeah, for sure. So
3: for sure. Until we until we win the beer league championship, the
0: big beer keg (laughs) in the sky. (laughs) I'm saying it right here. Um yeah, I'm not even sure how we how we got to talking about uh pinecone shenanigans but uh portland pinecones try out yeah we, <laughs> we're hey, trying to get we're trying to you know move up the the ladder eventually if,
3: if you're a portland goon and and you enjoy the finer things in life like uh cheap beer preferably olympia or rainier uh outcast usually a Kwame i playing in the locker room <laughs> before the games you may have a few tattoos uh you may enjoy smoking weed uh, you're probably a musician or an artist of some sort, or you enjoy the arts and are a patron of the arts yeah. not a requirement, but uh you know I'm just trying to paint a picture here and hopefully people get the drift oh and if you enjoy playing hockey or are interested in learning hockey, regardless of you know it's it's not a men's only team anyone is welcome there's no uh there's no the the, the team is very open and and it's fun a wide range of different people it's cool. a lot of fun. I think we represent Portland well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um back to the tunes though, as we have diverted extremely far. Um 2000 pages which we played earlier and uh and vegan sauce are the jams that that really hit hard for me. But but like I dig mean boys of course mean voice yeah. is like reference <laughs> <laughs> it's, kind <laughs> so of a, it's kind of a reference to our to our team for sure so that's sick and then morning coffee's got rufus on it yep yes indeed which is which is dope and i just kind of dig the uh i really dig the overall kind of hook or mantra on that one which is the the living for today is just a moment that i'm lost in live another way i guess i'm growing and evolving everything changing that's the only thing that's constant Mm -hmm. like that shit is definitely fire my friend thank you yeah thank you i like that track a
3: lot as well i I really like all these tracks for different reasons and it's um and and you know like i said it's it's very diy and self-made and and i enjoy that aspect of it as well because it feels like something we put a lot of um care into and and we're genuine and and try to be ourselves on as much as possible um so uh and the the two tracks that you mentioned two thousand pages is the opening track and vegan sauce is the closing track so um so uh it's it's um it's interesting and and cool to me that you like those two because because i kind of intended to to jump the album off in that way and close it Um, I
0: i just think there's there's so many so many lines that like when i was going through in depth, just, you know, to, like, inform our chat today. I was just like, oh, I'm going to write down this one. No, this one. Like, and then I was just like, no, I'm just going to write down this whole thing. Like, on 2,000 pages, dude, The just a lamp to the slaughter of designs in my head, finding beauty in the madness and relief and regret, like an author of a novel that you read before bed. (laughs) It's just so nasty. And then you have, like, but I also love, like, what I perceive to be as the more goofy shit, like you dub so husky when I when I light up this blunt. You yeah, know, like, yeah.
3: There's, you know, I um, like I guess like I was I was thinking the other day like what my subject matter is or like what, like would someone call me like a stoner rapper or like, you know, God forbid not a not a hipster rapper. Someone someone threw that around one time. and I was like, oh, Nah, no, we don't. That's not that's not. I'm the not move. sure.
0: I I feel like I would maybe know what that was if i heard it but i don't even know if i can identify exactly what that is i kind of feel like
3: to an extent like like little dicky but he's more of like a comedy rapper i kind of just feel like he kind of like does shit for the the sort of like goofy twee fucking like i don't know yeah it's cool i i don't i don't like disparage nearly anyone who's in the game and, and doing their thing but like there's definitely cats that i kind of feel like are yeah, not super pushing like the culture or what i i think like hip-hop is about like
0: but as far my, as like your style
3: like or anyone's style like one of my favorite blueprint uh lines and this is blueprint the mc not not blueprint the album um off this track go hard or go home is uh fuck what your interest is what got you into this the rhyme is the only thing that matters to a lyricist and that's like a mantra for me like I like one of my favorite MCs is Drake, and people like give me so much shit for that. But like, Drake goes hard on on so many things, and and you know, like I I fuck with something as mainstream as that, or like something as obscure as as you know, Elucid, or 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 you know, just random SoundCloud rappers, like you know, uh, obviously like Portland Cats and homies that are around, and and super underground stuff you know so uh to me it's it it truly is an art form that like the great equalizer is like the rhyme and and your flow like everyone everyone has an opinion and um feelings on who who's the dopest mc and and who belongs in the game and this and that but like the great equalizer at the end of the day is like the music that you make and what you actually say and for me i don't like superfluous bars like i don't like filler bars and stuff like that like i fell in love with hip-hop because of the lyricism of hip-hop first and foremost i mean of course i love the musicality and the and the beats and 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 the soul and and, and the culture and the history of it and everything else but like uh what initially drew me as a young person to hip-hop was like the storytelling and the lyricism and stuff like that so I I try to keep that alive in my music. Yeah. Cuz it's important to me.
0: Do you feel like you're uh like I would imagine that kind of getting getting your introduction most most of it being in that freestyle world. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that's just been kind of an incredible tool for you throughout your your music journey as far as you know writing and and being able to do it on record or or do it live
3: yeah well for one it bails me out because rufus and i sometimes are just blasted or or, or drunk and, and and you know obviously not all the time of course we we keep it as you know professional the shows for the most part but we like to get loose from time to time yeah so, and it happens i've if, seen if, if, i've seen those shows yeah.
0: where like you barely spit any riddance. Yeah,
3: it's but I but you know that's where freestyling. I guess yeah, since I've been like a kid, has 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 been a valuable thing for me. And I think there's a different. Um, I think like there are times when I write where I'm basically just freestyling, like writing what I freestyle. And then there are other times that I write where I'm um, intentionally like delving into every bar. And sometimes the hottest shit comes from just that freestyle stuff. So like for me. Regardless of an, of what an m c is doing in the game like they have to like you can be a rapper, but like I'm not really impressed with people that like claim to be well rounded and don't freestyle you know I don't judge anyone like for what they're doing obviously but like i want to be able to like hear someone cipher a freestyle or get on the radio and actually freestyle and not spit a radio freestyle or like a written that i later hear on their album or a project or a b-side or something like that like you should be able to freestyle off the top of the dome whenever just like eric clapton should be able to be handed a guitar and shred uh, an amazing guitar solo whenever like you're a musician you have to be able to tap into the source like you know, Lil Wayne said, like, to go into the the studio with with ammo, with clips, you know, to to be ready at any moment. And so, and so, you know, that's that's game for any MC, young or old, that that isn't freestyling. Even if you're bad at it, fucking put a beat on in your car or while you're taking a shower and and do that shit because, you know, that's that's part of music. That's part of the the roots of the things that created hip hop. You know, freestyling and soloing and jazz and 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 reggae and all of these other things so
0: that is your instrument to solo with yes you indeed gotta, you got to show it and solo you shout. show it to them huh yeah and i think it's dope
3: <laughs> to to hear young people freestyling and i encourage that 100 to to keep that aspect of it alive
0: yeah i would just imagine it's an incredible like mind exercise for being able to just spit in general just to mm-hmm. be able to to lay it down.
3: I read a uh, a cool scientific um, article about uh, putting MCs in an MRI machine and looking at their brain um, when they were freestyling, when they were spitting rittens, and um, uh, I wish I could remember the specifics, but I think like there was more uh, like brainwave activity on deeper like spectrums like i know there's like alpha and beta waves and stuff like that but i think like states associated more with like meditation and and like deep sleep and dreaming and stuff like that were activated during freestyling and i think it's because it's like a flow activity it may be like praying or 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 like when people get in a trance when they're like preaching or or playing music or anything you know like you're just happening yeah like, like you 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 sort of disembody and like you you, you time and space are, are not as relevant as like that moment which is is dope and
0: become a passenger to the experience <laughs> Exactly. shit yeah dude
3: and that's when i'm like oh so really this is all coming from you and your consciousness and 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 your per- limited perspective of the world no i don't think so like it's coming from somewhere else the thing i love about hip-hop is like you know, for all of the 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 discussion and and um, debate that will always happen about like the history of hip hop and and um, where hip hop belongs and and how it should be made and everything else, um, I think one of the most amazing things about it, and the thing that I love the most about it is, it's truly the largest art movement that the world has ever experienced. It's it's larger than the Renaissance. It's larger than you know it's larger than anything musically or artistically and and as an as a art form and as a culture that embodies like visual art elements and dance elements and and um composition of music elements and and rhythm and poetry and stuff like that it's spread so far anywhere that I've been able to go I've been able to connect with people through the culture of hip hop and through the the individual disciplines of hip hop and um I think that's what makes it beautiful. It's like a universal language um for humanity at this point in time, you know, for sure. I was in Moscow, Russia. I had the the good fortune to go there um in two thousand nine and um hang out with some Russian friends that that grew up and live in Moscow and um uh just walking on uh in a subway station met this dude named Vak who is like was um took number two at like the world beatboxing championships like the year before i got there and he was beatboxing and i was freestyling in english and cats were rapping in russian and stuff like that and it was just like a you know that's a a great example of the way that hip-hop is a language that bridges culture and gender and and race and and identity and stuff like that and i think everyone has has something to bring to the table if they're doing it correctly and with respect
0: yeah culture. and especially when there's language barriers mm-hmm. that's when the voice and that vocal all just become like a true instrument yeah for, for, sure. for the people that don't understand the different languages for sure
3: because like the flow and the cadence and and the music of of the words has to be there like it's just as important as the lyricism and that's something that i've really like been working on personally throughout the last like few years, you know, um, trying to just be a better musician um, in my writing and, and use melodies more and stuff like that and, and um, change up flows and stuff like that. Master in the pocket and shit. Exactly, exactly. And I have the good fortune of um, being associated with like what I consider to be some of the dopest musicians in Portland, not just in hip hop, but in instrumentation through the hive mind. hive mind? Bands like Adverse Effects, The Pariahs, Tri Mars, Brown Calculus, Corgi and Bass, um, Research and Development, you know Gaspar and Alex Meltzer, the various beat makers, Benja.
1: Yeah, absolutely, you know, man.
3: People who are not only great musicians but really great people and and genuine people that I care about a lot and and trust. So um, to be to have the good fortune of counting those people as my peers. Um, I think it's inevitable that uh that um I'm gonna soak up some game and, and get better as a musician. So I feel really lucky for that
0: opportunity. Same dude. Like I feel <laughs> so fortunate to be like just welcome into that hive mind community. For sure. And not that like that's what that community is built upon is just like opening opening up to people, but to uh to have involvement in it in any way because i was from the beginning of getting introduced to that that group of people i was just uh i was almost like intimidated by the level of musicianship and and talent that that flows in and out of that group you know and so to like be welcomed into it and call a lot of those people my friends now is is very like special to me to get to be a part of that community yeah for sure it's super I, dope like, I,
3: I totally feel the same way and i know all of us really appreciate all that you've done and all that this show has done to help um increase our exposure and to support us so that's that's really dope
0: i mean it's we it's, love you for it. it's well deserved lo- like like you were talking about like what you you would you consider most of those people to be you know your favorite or some of the better musicians in the city and Mm -hmm. i mean it's easy to show love for that community because i i feel the same way like most of my favorite musicians are a part of the hive mind there definitely are ones that exist outside of that as well absolutely i'm not closed off to to the world but you know it's easy for me like when people start asking me favorite bands in town it's like try mars adverse Mm -hmm. the pariahs yeah, like
3: yeah two planets is also uh i guess I can officially say like working on new material and, and getting some shows together that's for what i'm summer. talking about so i'm
0: always i'm always wondering when when two planets is coming off hiatus. We've been, like
3: we've been in deep sleep in like the the farthest reaches of space, but i think the the craft is slowly approaching portland oregon again i
0: I'm so pumped to to see <laughs> you. two planets was episode fourteen i think of the podcast that was that was many moons ago, yeah, and uh yeah I'm kind of always hitting you up like hey when like can we get two planets on this Dan Cable presents bill or what (laughs) yeah for
3: sure and we always want to but um you know folks were sort of in the wind for a while for good reason people were living their lives and and we were taking our time yeah absolutely now it's time for us to reform and and to hit it harder and to be better as individual musicians and a collective unit so I'm excited about that and to just continue to to support and to gig with the members of the hive and like as you were saying, you know, in my opinion, some of the the dopest musicians. But another reason that I think they're so dope is like they're hum- That everyone I know that's a part of the Hive is humble in their in their greatness. Yeah, man. The people. That, yeah, <laughs> like they they really want to create spaces and events that are welcoming for everyone in this city. Um, as long as you're like coming in peace and respect, and and uh, and. And that it's people that work really hard at the craft and like check your ego at the door kind of shit exactly exactly we don't have time for all that like yes there's some of my favorite musicians in town but like you said like there's so many other great musicians in town that are also some of my favorites you know and and what the city is doing right now is really cool and and one of the things that i see sometimes is like almost it seems like people are afraid when when their peers get success i i get really excited when i see people around me getting success even if i don't know them directly because i think anyone who's coming out of the northwest um and and succeeding is good for our region and our community as a whole and and we have a great history of of music here in the northwest and it's like a dynamic and beautiful place you know i've lived in the pacific northwest my entire life so um it's a very special place to me and i think we, there's so much greatness in in the arts and in music and culture out here and um and and so i get really excited when people succeed i think that's good for all of us and that and that supporting one another as artists is one of the most valuable things we can do as a as an artistic community for
0: sure absolutely man and also it's it's good to see proof that mm-hmm. that the hard work pays off i think oh yeah you know, i for just sure. i just did a, a a write-up for vortex premiering these uh These Fontaine videos, dope. And uh, this is coming coming out. I guess the same day as that too. But obviously, I encourage I encourage people to show up to our 420 show. But uh, Fontaine gets to open for No Name. Yeah, that's uh, at the Crystal. And I'm I'm a big No Name fan. And I'll just also BJ the Chicago kid who's also throws down. But No Name is her her record that she put out. Like that debut record is 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 so dope. Luckily,
3: um, luckily for for both the artists that are playing and us, and this is a testament to those artists' greatness. I think that show is sold out. So if you are not one of the fortunate few that, yeah, that got right, tickets to right, that right. show, uh, come see us at Mississippi Pizza.
0: But uh, I had kind of written in that that write up for that video premiere that um, it's exciting to see um, hard work pay off, yeah. and and sometimes it's even more exciting to see it happen to someone else, like outside of yourself. For sure. Because you get to see it happen For and you sure. get to see like I said, like you get to see the proof that sometimes like the hard work does pay off and definitely like, and, and and and
3: shout out to Fontaine, like he's a homie definitely, and, and I've loved seeing him come up as an M C and, and refine his craft, you know, dating back to the release of Black Sushi and, and beyond. Like that dude's been putting in work and, and he's a solid individual any in any any interaction that I've had with him has been positive and, and he's a good dude and I know he's about the city and the community as well. So it's it's dope to see people get on and, and to be expressing themselves and for Portland to be having the moment that it's having right now. Like shout out to anyone who's putting in work out there. Yeah. And I welcome others to if you're on the if you're on the fringes or you're just dipping your toes in the water to to be active with it too because um our greatness is is in our numbers and our our unique talents that we all bring to the table and and this is like a creative mecca um and of course there's a lot of you know maybe not so positive things that are happening in the city too with you know the the huge expansion of population and 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 everything else that's happening in this city um but you know i think it's i think there's there's always good with bad, and and what we have going on is a, a musical and
0: artistic community right now. is really dope, so I'm excited about it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you just gotta you gotta attempt to be positive about that shit, like the growth thing, especially. And like my hopes is that if the population is gonna continue to grow, at least hopefully more people will show up to shows. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I do notice even maybe for the touring artists that are coming through like when i first moved here five years ago it was i felt like it was very rare that i needed to buy a ticket very far ahead for a show that i wanted to go to and now now i start to notice like i there was a few shows that i wanted to go to and i waited too long to buy a ticket just kind of on on the thought that Oh, two months. It's like I'll just buy it like a few weeks before. Yep. It's just like, oh no, no. There's you know, there's a there's a bigger population here. More people are, you know, going to go see these shows. You know, people that moved to Portland. A lot of them are moving here for the same reason. It's because there's like incredible art culture here. For and sure. In my opinion, like some of the like best small clubs in the country are here man like yeah. doug Fur and mississippi studios are like unreal and even like on that smaller room level like mississippi pizza is yep and alberta street pub and, places and like street that. pub man yep. like street pub is one of my favorite venues in town and the fixin to is like a killer new venue yep. out in st john's and yep.
3: and all the small bars that that support the music you know shout out to even this, the stardate tavern my homie justin's bar on on uh, foster man places that play music live music every night with no cover and and give the bands a cut of the bar every time and and are yeah. just straight up with people and are good people like there's good music on every street corner in this city and and there is there is an issue with with people moving to portland or moving to seattle or these other places in the northwest that are that are you know blowing up recently and and obviously gentrification and people being displaced so to anyone who's moving here or may have moved here recently or whatever i i mean my you know my my advice is like learn about the history of of, of the place that you're living but also support the locals that have been doing their thing and and support the people that are out there making music and art in your community or or you know making food or doing whatever to make portland such an amazing place i mean one of the reasons i live here is is the huge vegetarian and vegan, you know, restaurant scene. That's something that's important to me and 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 having that 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 food and that that culture out here is really important to me. So um it's it's similar in that regard. We have to support like the locals that have been doing it because like anything else when things start to become more popular like lo-fi hip-hop music is becoming right now or or like, you know, a plant based lifestyle is becoming right now, like the giants want to swoop in, you know. McDonald's just tested out a McVegan sandwich in Finland for the past few months as like a market test, you know.
0: Yeah, dude. Um, But the local demand. If there's demand for it, like it's going to appear.
3: Yeah, for sure. But and they will use things like hip hop and graffiti and youth culture to try to sell things to young people like they always have. But like You know and and i don't i'm not even mad at the Takashi six nines and and the trippy reds and the lil pumps and all those like they just seem kind of like young kids to me and like you know every generation has their like edgy music that all their heads are like oh this is this is trash or whatever but for me it's like as long as the real ones are still supporting like lyricism and mcs and stuff i don't think hip-hop is going anywhere like we just have to continue to support dope artists and on a national and international level and on a local level and 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 continue to build like a community centered around art
0: yeah absolutely i mean the flip side's all the all the shitty parts of internet culture and and how like toxic and noisy all Mm -hmm. that shit can be is that it has taken away the power of of the record labels in some to some degree you know, yeah, for sure. You know, an independent artist can can do well on their own, and and just ha- if they have the right, you know, players involved on their side, you know, they can book their own solid tours. And obviously, like Chance is a huge like example of that. I, I love
3: Chance's music, and I love seeing his progression from like the ten day project through acid rap and
0: acid rap. Dude is still is still pretty up oh, there yeah. for me.
3: Yeah, for sure and and uh it's just it's cool to be a part of the conversation even in the you know minor way that I am like it's just uh, making music has always been a goal of mine and and something that I felt really passionate about like I've always been really into music and and been a fan of music and in hip hop and in other genres and um and uh so the opportunity to make music and to to be around so many great musicians in this community is, is an honor. Um,
0: Hey, you've been doing it for a long time now, man. Yeah, you've been doing it. Like I if have. you, you know, said you started taking it more seriously, maybe like in high school or whatever, actually starting to write and whatnot. Right. For sure. I mean, but, I've been fairly
3: actively playing shows in Portland since 2012. I mean, with R and D and, and two planets and about solo. Like, seven
0: years of that almost. And, like at least 10 of freestyling and writing and, mm-hmm. and whatnot, I think it's always cool. And it's something that's come up on this podcast. You know, as you get older, the people that you have done this with usually start to fade away, you know, and, and you start to say, oh yeah, I used to, I used to rap with that dude. I used to play shows with that guy. Mm-hmm. That guy used to play like drums in a lot of bands or whatever. So it's nice to see the folks that, that hang in and, and, and continue to find energy in just the pure passion of it because yeah. for a lot of people uh, there there isn't going to be a financial, you know, success in in this, you know. Yeah, for
3: sure like I mean, if you got into the game to make millions like you know, bricks of cash to your ear in a music video rich, which I think like most of the dudes that do that anyway like are probably flexing on the atm pretty hard for the video and then maybe maybe putting the putting it in a bag in the account or something you know what i mean like there's leased cars and 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 smoke and mirrors just like anything else but some of the artists that i really respect like not just in hip-hop but um in other genres are independent artists that just like put in years of work and are able to maybe tour off of their work and and have that as like a a humble living and and um are able to travel and see the world making music or making art and those are the people some of the people I respect the most you know especially in hip-hop like people like Evidence and Fonte and and Blueprint and and uh you know the Blue Scholars and and you know people people who are are clearly great artists but like maybe didn't necessarily um get signed to a major label or didn't make millions in the
2: game
0: you oh know? they're just like a blue collar artist yeah exactly you know like but, a- they're, but like you said they're getting to you know through their art they're getting to see the world and shit yeah and have those experiences still and you don't have the curse of being like having that celebrity status it's like, almost that, like that that the best of both like-
3: worlds dude like it's it's you get to you get to travel and and live off of your art but you're not like kanye west famous where like your life is invaded by paparazzi and everyone has an opinion about you
0: like i you can't do anything
3: i i have no aspiration to like be at that level of success because to me it it almost sounds like a a dystopian nightmare yeah don't
0: put out that championship song um that one's gonna make us all rich baby oh no oh damn oh damn (laughs) Invest in me. I I
3: have a a a, a Bitcoin like currency on online that I'm offering right now called Fox Coin that you can get in on the basement floor of right now. Um, just hit my Venmo. That more details to follow. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: do you feel like this collection of tunes is is more revealing of yourself in any way, or do you just feel like? as you continue to make projects you you're getting more mature and and the pieces of the journey are revealing themselves to you um probably both you know it's it's
3: uh it's definitely like a give and take like i learn a lot from from making music and making art and i feel like i know that i'm doing the right thing because i keep having experiences of meeting like really quality people like yourself that i met through music and the music community and like now we're playing hockey together on a team with other musicians like chris frank from the pariahs with rufus with with teal you know with ben and and other creative people and um and so it's it's like it it goes deeper than the music like um you know uh when i think about people that are important to me especially maybe people that aren't around anymore like the legacy that they usually leave as a creative legacy and
0: the lives that they were able to touch through through music and art so i mean that's that's touched upon on on vegan sauce oh yeah yeah boyd gets a shout out like yeah not necessarily like throwing names out Mm -hmm. or anything like on the actual song but yeah i was that like that that was a huge impact that that person man
3: yeah for sure he he had like a a huge impact on uh on on everyone in the hive i mean without question more than anyone on the adverse cats um because those are his brothers and his bandmates but but he touched all of our lives because he showed up for all of us like he was the dude who when r&d would have a show and literally there would be five people there like boy he was one of them yeah man. Uh, (laughs) and and it's amazing like when you're in a moment it's like i i always appreciated him for it and and loved him for it and respected him for it but like then when he wasn't around you know like that absence makes you really appreciate it even more because boyd's not sitting in the back rolling a rolling a a cigarette you know and nodding his head and, and he you know so um learning from Fiji and and the other homies and hopefully I'm not getting too personal here but I don't think they would mind me sharing this like how much Boyd loved and supported Rufus and I as artists and how highly he thought of us. And obviously knowing how great Boyd is as a musician.
0: And just like a person. Yeah. And a person
3: just, um, like for me that, that and other experiences with people that I, I'm really close to telling me like what my music meant to me, that is far more valuable to me than like, the accolades of of any sort, like obviously like like any other creative person, I want to be recognized for the contributions that I'm making. And, um, you mentioned earlier, like saying I was underrated and I've definitely like heard that before and I try not to like too closely feed into that stuff. I just, um, I feel like all I can really do is make music and content and put it out there and like those who fuck with it will fuck with it. Yeah, man. Um, So yes, I wanna be appreciated for my efforts like any other creative person. But to me none of that is as important as when people like Boyd or my homie causes or or someone else tell me like I'm I'm bumping this like on the regular or maybe I had a bad day and put a track on, or my dad, which you mentioned before, who like stays with the Two Planets album procession on, like repeat, you know, and
0: I listened to that on the way here. Nice. I was kinda trying to just have the the full range of of like what do i what i know to be your catalog you know so i i was cruising to that earlier and thank you yeah
3: yeah that's on uh mm-hmm. itunes and spotify for people to Absolutely. check out the two planets projects uh procession and alpha beta but um uh so yeah just yeah, to I mean, know
0: those people like really genuinely fuck with like what you have created and especially like yeah man like someone like boyd Someone of that stature, For someone sure. who like that dude's spirit just seems to like. It's crazy to see it live on, like how sure. how it does, and like to to feel its presence and um, yeah, and and that's just like Boyd, you know. Like yeah. anytime you were with him, yeah, definitely, you felt that presence, and you like to know that he showed up to your thing was was very special, like so. For sure. And and sometimes the hardest
3: things make us appreciate what we do have and like the 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 great people that we have around and how important it is to support those people and, and let them know that you care about them. Um I had a a, a, a an amazing experience recording a kind of a, a a tribute track in a way to Boyd, along with Fiji and, and Rufus and Benja and Spencer of Adverse Effects the other night. Which was uh, a track that Boyd made that was kind of a meant to be like a smoke up, sort of good vibe party track, and, yeah. and we just um, it was like a good tribute to him. And I'm really excited for people who who love Boyd or who know about Boyd and 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 know his music and the impact that he made both here and in Oklahoma to hear that track. It's it's called Joe's Weed, and it's going to be coming out um, on Adverse's next project. So. Yeah um shout out to adverse i'm really excited um absolutely man for for them to release that music and and um you know it's it. like i said man those dudes it's a different level with them and and the relationship that they had with boyd we we were i speak for myself and and rufus and gas like we we were fortunate to know him for you know the three years that he was out here and connect with him and stuff like that um but uh he's family to a lot of people and he, and he touched a lot of lives so knowing that someone that great was a supporter is is humbling and, and it's an honor for sure so but yeah
0: the, like the weight though that that he carries is uh yeah i think about i think about all the fellows from adverse like a lot i feel like just like oh man like it's uh i don't know I'm i'm just stoked to see them carrying on the spirit you know and 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 that they are working on shit and there's still like some some stuff to pull on oh yeah pull from you know that
3: i mean cats that are as creative and and talented as they are like i i don't think um even when when major tragedies and and life events happen like sometimes that's even more reason to to keep making music and, and especially when someone who's left such an amazing legacy to to continue on with what they started and and what they birthed and and uh so the hive is strong it's we've all kind of been doing our own thing um uh you know tribe mars and the pariahs and and all of those cats have been crushing it absolutely and it's it's been a beautiful thing to see so um like I said I'm, I just feel lucky to be a part of it and to be doing my thing and and uh I like my I like my like basement shit recently and, and on this project yeah, and man. the last project like gas and I that's my brother you know so so we really connect on these and I think they're they they're authentic they're true to
0: to who I am and what I feel and and um I hope people fuck with it I fuck with it i feel it man I like yeah i connect with it super hard like the vegan the vegan sauce jam is is such a cool this kind of emo jam that (laughs) you threw down (laughs) and uh it's uh the feel of it and everything is is so cool and it's uh it's got one of my favorite dusty fox lines which is uh yeah it's it's a goofy one it's just it's it's where you call yourself the rap game larry david (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm such a big Curb fan and, yeah, me and, too. and Larry David fan in general. So to hear that reference thrown out there it was uh that was a game changer for me right there. And and just to hear the progress that you have made in the year and a half since dropping um the Fantastic Mr. Fox just to to see the small changes of like what's happening in the in the music and, and what you're throwing down is is super fat and yeah just to see you 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 and gas still putting stuff together like like I said earlier I think that's just kind of a golden dynamic and and super fun thank you yeah Yeah,
3: I feel like we I feel like we we kind of uh know that we feel comfortable with the fundamentals of of making music and making records and, and songs and albums and stuff like that and and definitely the um, the fantastic Mr. Fox solidify that for us. So now we get to delve more into just being creative and, and further perfecting the craft, which is the ultimate goal for Gas and I, regardless of any final outcome. It's like I, I can't be mad at the process or, or try yeah. to rush the process when it's given me such beautiful moments and, and relationships and opportunities. And so I just want to continue to sort of draw from those life experiences and move on and make music and... and uh and and be creative. Self sacrificing
0: beat rhyme activists.
3: <laughs> yeah. We don't always uh <laughs> you know <laughs> hey, sometimes we make some money, sometimes we don't break <laughs> even at all. But like I'm I'm a really lucky person. I mean I've I've been fully self employed and independent on the, the art grind since May of twenty fifteen and, and I'm able to support a humble but a comfortable life and, and it's incredible man. Yeah, I feel really lucky to to have music be a part of that and to get to share share it with people. So, to anyone out there who's a creative person that maybe feels trepidation and being someone that that lives off of their work or or feels that maybe they don't have a lane, like there's definitely a lane for everyone. And and go out and and if you work hard and and you are honest about your intentions and you and you create dope stuff, like you'll be recognized like in in due time for sure. Yeah, man. You're, or maybe you'll be the
0: most underrated. <laughs> But y you, you know, the The music is only one piece of like you do make a like a living off of your art where you where you are recognized obviously enough to produce enough stuff and, and, and funds to get get by most of the time. So it's yeah. just like anytime I'm wearing junk telly shit, people come up to me, at least one person usually that day will say, Dude, that's so sick, where did you get that? It's just For like sure. oh, this is this is my dude Thank this you, is man. dusty fox man this Thank is you, man. yeah it's just uh you complete like continue to solidify yourself to me is just like one of the most complete artists in this city or in the northwest with what you do on that whole other side which like junk telly Thank so you. that means a lot and I, I really appreciate it i
3: think i think i've one of my major uh shortcomings as an artist has been like maybe not marketing myself the best for sure and um like fortunately like people around me that have more experience with that and are willing to offer help and and support me are are uh letting that be known so like that's one of my goals in the in the coming you know years and and months and you know both the short term and long term is to to get better at that so this project is kind of part of that to just be like yo, like I need to put music out there like point blank. And I need to put art out there because this is who I am and it's what I do. And it's, it's like what I want to share with people. And, and one of the ways that I connect with people and I feel really fortunate to be able to have that opportunity. So why not utilize it to the fullest extent?
0: Absolutely, man. I feel like that's all super well represented on this collection of tunes. And yeah, your, your grind is very inspiring to me, dude. Just to like, even, I don't know. I don't go to Saturday market super often anymore, but you know, usually if you have maybe a friend in town or something, you're just like, Hey, this is kind of like a cool thing that happens in Portland on the weekends mm-hmm. and to like walk by and see the jungle television booth is always like very cool to me. It's just like, Man, this dude, you know, he used to just be a substitute in this <laughs> this rotation and now now he's out there every weekend with this.
3: Yeah. Yeah. shit man it's cool yeah and and shout out to the saturday market it's actually the largest continuously operating outdoor market in the us so we're really lucky to live in a city where there is an an opportunity for artists to reach people directly like uh without going through galleries and paying commissions and stuff like that yeah. you basically get to set up like a little pop-up shop every weekend for like you said tourists and, and thousands of people that come through the market during the summer and so um, I feel fortunate to to live in in this area to, and have that that chance as well it's pretty dope. We live in a, a special place and we should continue to support our local artists Absolutely. of all kinds Fuck yeah, man. including <laughs> our
0: local podcasters and uh, and ice hockey goalies well uh yeah man I appreciate you i appreciate uh i feel privileged to get to like be a, to like consider you a friend because i like Thanks, admire man. admire you quite a bit thanks so. man likewise i and admire you as well i will i will continue to rep the junk telly shit thank you and continue to tell people that that you're the most underrated <laughs> hopefully i
1: don't have to
3: say it forever hopefully we can just say he's the most rated he's the and most i'm not rated. even saying like <laughs> I'll, I'm, I'm not saying the best or or anything like that just just rate me just just
0: rate me yeah check out the tunes though check out check out the new shit check out the yeah. old shit check out the jungle television stuff i'll put all the all the links in the, the episode notes and stuff so people know where to find everything and cool foxtradamus on on the gram if you want to yep, follow it there as, as well as the the junk
3: telly at foxtradamus and at jungle television for uh the music and, and the Jung telly stuff especially and like dan said come check us out at the saturday market especially in the summer lately we've been playing hockey on saturdays but uh our first weekend at the market was last weekend so we'll be there throughout the year um hand drawn art and, and i hand screen print clothes and yeah if you're looking streaming. to
0: get like maybe a band t-shirt done or oh, like yeah, a, a design contracted out or something you, you're you also fuck with all up. that hit me up for sure for sure if Send you want a smooth email. design you know you can check out the entire hive mind collective <laughs> <laughs> line of shirts those pariahs ones came out nasty thank you so um, sick thank but, you very much yeah it's i
3: I'm, i enjoy screen printing it um just to be able to to sort of dial in the the right density of of the print for for the drawings and stuff that i that's why I got into it i you know I was having a difficult time finding a screen printer that was capturing the level of detail that I wanted for for t shirts and so six years ago, luckily with the help of some friends got into screen printing. you just and,
0: fucking did it yourself
3: yep exactly exactly d i y that that's that's be.
0: why you're supposed to do shit when you like see something you're like, man, I just want this to be. The way i want it to be exactly you go do
3: it and there's a lot of resources in the community like the multnomah arts center where people can learn for for a pretty low price and their scholarship opportunities and stuff like that so like i said don't you don't always have to pay someone a huge amount to teach you how to do something you're interested in there's resources that are that are available for people that are hungry to learn and and and, you know ask questions and get out there so (laughs) Shout out to all the okay. aspiring artists and artists out there. Keep doing your thing.
0: Absolutely, man. It is a pleasure to sit down with the, uh, with the rap games, Larry David, <laughs> the <laughs> pretty, official, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good, pretty, pretty, good. pretty, pretty good. It is pretty good. Um, uh, you have to, you have to say it's a program.
3: It, it's a program. And not only <laughs> is
0: it a program, um,
3: Dan Cable and I are about to play some NHL 2018. And, and, uh, it's about to be about to be a program when I, get that dub, <laughs> when I get that w
0: absolutely man um we're gonna play it out with uh a track we've been talking about called vegan sauce which is on the new project uh, much love to you much, much love to you much love to all the listeners out there thanks for checking out this uh this special 420 episode extra an extra lengthy one you know it's a it's, been a, it's been a hang. Yeah, it's been a hang for sure. I've
3: enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. There's Likewise, so, there's so more uh, weed to be smoked. So
0: <laughs> we got to get to that. You got to probably do something more productive with your life instead of listen to us ramble on. But uh, we will catch you on the flip side, yes. Portland. Peace.
2: Uh. So me and Cass is back at it like some masochists Self-sacrificing, beat rhyme activists Giving bad advice, living for our tragedies Different avenues, melodramatic shit Figured we'd be on by now, it hasn't happened yet I ain't been working hard enough, that's just a fact of it Eight rhymes and couplets, stage time and puppets Good vibes and trouble, this is the life we live Lost a brother in October, do this shit for him now I'm rarely staying sober, but I'm trying shit. Then it's back to blowing fire, sipping lime and gin. Mistakes repeated like it's time again, then again. I ain't got time to waste, but this was my time to win. So never mind the shit, I'm spitting on depression tips It's just a shadow that I'm finding when the lights are low And let it shiver up the spine, it's when the nights are cold And all these fucking prima donnas with their ice and gold Are finally going blind from all the shining of the sight of snow Burning light into their irises to find the smoke I gave my life to this music, I had to let you know 29 years old, a dinosaur to some of you folks But I'm steady grinding hard, fuck what I said before Got some lettuce in my yard, I like to grow and blow I got a woman in my life that I have grown Know. think i finally found my voice and now it's time i spoke now i need to make a choice of where i'm gonna go so what you want to know how to brace for storms we're getting plenty out we in pointing the door where i perform eight rhymes and couplets, strange times in public it's not a hook i'm just relating to a situation reiteration of impatience lost within the pages of the mercury and reprograde. if they don't play this give a fuck the present tenses when i am pen a statement but never make a claim to fame without substantiation They only love you till you all gone or in detention They either judge you by your top songs or Twitter mentions So I stay sedated, rap game, Mary, David Embrace the awkwardness to prosper, bomb, and make the payments Living versions of a life I jot it down on pages The truth is out there, if you want it, you just gotta say it A-rhymes hey, and couplets, take time and love it if all the towers building started in the basement first You might be talented but trust it's gonna take some work So what you wanna do with precious time upon the earth? I ain't a speaker bro but bless I found some motivation I'm just a substitute for teaching through this proclamation Me and Gas is back at it, no sadistic cause I love you all and so I'm asking you to get involved These are the cupboards that I rhyme and they up the letters and here's the facts redomas, just to get to know what's better. I couldn't tell you this in person, so I wrote a letter. And here's the fox of just to get to know what's better. Hey, just to get to know what's better. And here's the fact that's just to get to know what's better. I couldn't tell you this in
0: person,
2: so I wrote a letter. And here's the fox just to get to know. What's <laughs> It's a program.